You're listening to Sky Aspects with Cleopatra Jade, a podcast about astrological topics, also full and new moons. Enjoy, guys. We have the full Hunter's Moon at 16 degrees of Aries, happening at 1.54 p.m. Pacific, which would be 4.54 p.m. Eastern Time. Check your local time to see when this lunation is occurring for you. So not only do we have a full moon, it's a Hunter's Moon, which denotes a period of hunting before hibernation. In other words, ancient societies, native tribes, would prepare for the long, cold winter by hunting, getting as much game as possible, and storing up enough food for the wintertime. On a spiritual level, this could be all about getting your ducks in a row and preparing yourself for a long stretch that might be difficult, but as long as you have the resources available, you'll be able to fuel yourself. And the vibes of this moon are an interesting mix. We've got some solitude energy that's happening right on the 9th, happening right as the full moon is occurring, which makes sense with some of the stuff that we have going on that week, that weekend specifically. Pluto just went direct the day before. We've got a bunch of uncomfortable alignments going on to the moon, but we also have the Saturn-Uranus square that's still occurring throughout this week because they are slower moving bodies and they happen to be in retrograde. So we could be feeling a little bit of tension. We could need some moments to ourselves. We could be feeling as though we just need some space from other people. And with some of that psychic energy, that's the highest energy on the graph, we might feel sensitive to energies and we may just need time to collect ourselves, understand what we're feeling intuitively, understand why we're feeling so extra sensory about a few things and, you know, processing what might've been going on in terms of our dreamland. I say that because a lot of the times when we get that spike of psychic energy, some of the stuff pops up in our dreams. So we could be feeling raw from that. And needing some space as a result. There is some romantic energy. There's a high amount of romantic energy going on throughout this period as well. So this could be a flirty time if you are feeling open, if you are feeling social. If you're pushing past some of that solitude energy and some of the interesting psychic energy we have going on, this could be an ultra romantic time, especially if you're in a healthy dating situation. There is a smidge of social energy on the ninth, but again, it's a little bit dicey because of that solitude energy. And then the solitude energy peaks back up again on the 10th. It's still a small amount comparison to the romantic energy and the psychic energy. So hopefully it mitigates some of that and you guys are able to push through some of these feelings. So now that we're here in the peak of the moon in Aries energy, think about what was occurring in your life since the new moon in Aries around March 31st of this year. What type of Aries themes did you adopt in your life? What's working in Aries energy for you? Where have you created a solid foundation? What needs to be tweaked? And what are you releasing in Aries energy? Because Aries is about selfhood, what situations are you letting go of in your life that have hindered your independence? In other words, has there been situations that haven't allowed you to be yourself, haven't allowed you to speak your mind, haven't allowed you to move freely and do your own thing and be your own person? Has this been a period where you're discovering your independence and you're learning that you need to walk away from that? You're learning that you need to choose you. You're learning that you need to choose you and you're learning the art of selfishness. And that may sound terrible, but it's not. Here's the thing. We should never be selfish. That's actually not great. However, there is a point where being overly selfless comes at a cost to you. For some people, learning how to be a little bit more selfish, learning how to say no, learning how to not say yes to everything, learning that sometimes they need to do their own thing, learning that sometimes codependency has held them back, and constantly being everything for everyone has came at a cost to them, um, their independence, and pursuing the goals that they have in their life. So in a lot of ways, with this Aries quality, if you adopted the art of taking care of yourself, i.e. being selfish, as long as you're practicing it in a healthy and balanced way, 
it is the best thing you can do for yourself if you are one of those types of people that doesn't know how to say no to others. Aries energy is about choosing ourselves and breaking away from the collective, breaking away from the group, breaking away from the one-on-ones. And it's not to say that you should break away from all your one-on-ones and not be helpful to people and not still have those good qualities about yourself, but there definitely needs to be some sort of barrier. So if you're coming to a point where you're realizing that all those things has hindered you and has hindered your independence and your ability to move through the world, this is a time to reassess and take a moment to take care of you and do you for a change. Also with this, have you learned to do your own thing? Aries, again, being an independent sign. Aries, again, being kind of the sign of the loner. That has a good quality to it as well. Obviously, it has a shadow side. Obviously, that selfishness has a shadow side. However, if channeled correctly, this energy really helps you in terms of doing your own thing. Sometimes other people aren't around. Sometimes you need to do things yourself. Sometimes you want to try out that coffee shop and no one's available to hang out with you. Or you want to go to that mall across town and none of your friends are available or your spouse isn't somebody you want to bring with you shopping for whatever reason or they're just busy. This is one of those things where have you learned how to just do things on your own? And it doesn't have to be crazy things. It doesn't have to be bold, bold things, although it can be because it's Aries. But in this energy, we learn to rely on ourselves. So that way we're able to get things done, but also so that we're not missing out on cool things because no one's available. Within this energy, have you learned how to be more outspoken? Have you found your voice? With Aries energy, There's this is a pull no punches sort of energy. So if you were trying to adopt some of Aries positive qualities, this could have been a period where you were learning how to speak up. You were learning how to assert yourself. You were learning how to say, again, no to people when you're not comfortable with something. And even in some cases, standing up for yourself if need be. But also when you're direct with people in a healthy way, you're able to have better relationships with people because people know where they stand and you know where you stand with them as well. So has this been a period where you're practicing that and is it working for you? If not, is this something that you need to tweak or has this been a revealing period of realizing that some of the people in your circle aren't as comfortable with you expressing yourself? Or is this a period where people in your circle are respecting the fact that you're using your voice and are commending you for it? Has this been a period where you've looked to become more open to new opportunities? Have you looked to become more ambitious and put yourself out there in several situations? And these situations could be when it comes down to your career, when it comes down to something that you're seeking out, a goal you're chasing, or even just trying out new things within your city, within your town, and of course, romantically as well. Aries energy is pursuitful. Aries energy is ambitious. So has this been a period where you found yourself getting out of the passenger seat and more into the driver's seat of your life? Have you been noticing that you're becoming more of a go-getter and you're saying yes to opportunities, the right opportunities? or just seeking out new opportunities by putting yourself out there. If this has been your romantic life and you've came off a period where you might've been more closed off, has this been that period where you have been more pursuitful in your love life and you are opening yourself up to more adventurous exchanges in your love life? And because Aries has a lot to do with physicality, has this been a period where you've been seeking out new adventures and on the move and doing fun things and even down to athleticism and physical fitness, things like that? Aries is the sign of the athlete and if If you're looking to channel this energy in that sort of way to work on your fitness, has this been a period where you're starting to see that you've developed some better fitness goals as a result of the healthy vibrations of Aries? 
Or has this just been a period where you found yourself being more of a person about town, someone who's on the move, someone who's always doing something, someone who's in the mix? Maybe you've came off of a stagnant period where you're just, again, more so within the driver's seat of your life on a personal level. And so you use this Aries energy at the new moon in Aries to get yourself out there more, to take more risks and do some exhilarating things in your life. So hopefully this has been a time where you guys are seeing your life become more dynamic open-minded, and found a way to embrace your independence. Let's look at these transits and see what we can expect from this lunation. As a reminder, don't forget to like and subscribe because it helps this channel grow. And if you'd like to support the work of this channel, you could do so by buying me a fresh cup of coffee. There's a link in the description box below. In terms of the alignments we have going on, it's mixed baggy, kind of like what we saw in the graph. There are some harder alignments, but there are some alignments that are actually joyous and fun and romantic. We have two rulers because this is the full moon. We have a co-ruler and we have the ruler for the moon itself. The ruler for the moon is Mars since it rules Aries. And we also have the co-ruler for the sun, which is Venus. And both of those are in an interesting alignment. So even with the harsh energies, both rulers are connected to one another in a harmonious alignment. Venus is approaching a trine with Mars that won't happen until next week. But this mitigates some of the stuff that's going to be going on during this moon. This is where we're seeing that romantic energy revving up during that time. And even though this is a retrograde alignment because Mars is in pre-shadow, this is something that could be developing over the retrograde that may be beneficial for a healthy relationship or a career situation. So this could be some sort of balancing out in those areas. This could be a committal period. Or if not, seeing what's out there before you make a big move in terms of love life and career situations. With the heavy alignments to Mars, Mars is making connections with Neptune and Pluto. So these are conflicting alignments compared to what's going on with some of the other energies. This could leave us foggy. This could leave us wanting some space to ourselves. This could leave us in our heads. And this could be a moment where we're just unclear about certain things. This could be a moment where we're foggy on certain goals or we're just not clear about making the next move on pursuing something that was important to us. We may need to take a step back and think, rethink things. This could also lead to some conversations that get misunderstood and misconstrued, along with causing tempers to flare up with Mars and Pluto connecting like that and then Neptune just creating more confusion in that. So be mindful of your words and the way you're speaking with others. However, Saturn is there to save the day, so it could mitigate that. It could create some solidness. Because Mars is in this harmonious alignment with Saturn, this could actually bring some stabilization to some volatile situations that are going on. Venus is also making this trine to Saturn as well, so this could put some ease in the air if there is some tension. Mars happens to be in a trine with the Sun and Venus as well, because Venus is conjunct the Sun. So this is also bringing in an element of sweetness. This is also bringing in an element of just wanting to enjoy yourself, wanting to take the edge off, not wanting to deal with hard things, wanting to be more playful, and really just shaking off any negativity that's been holding you back. Of course, there are some harsh energies with the moon and Chiron opposed the sun and Venus. So there could be moments where we are fluctuating back and forth with certain things regarding our finances, regarding our love life, feeling like we're having moments where our self-esteem might be fluctuating and going back and forth between feeling okay about ourselves, good about ourselves, to just feeling down about certain things when it comes to our love life and financial situations. But again, with all the mitigating factors going on at this moon, it is mixed baggy. Again, we have some sweet spots, but we 
do have some difficult stuff to work through during this lunation and with it being a full moon this is a cycle of completion so this could be a moment of coming full circle with these areas of life like love finances and our goals so we could be sifting through what's working for us what we're ready to take to the next level or what needs a complete upgrade in our lives overall anyway i hope you all have the best full moon in aries ever later and see you in the next episode